So how was Thanksgiving? <laughs> if you didn't hear me. Did, did you eat too much? Uh, how many of you had seconds? Come on. <laughs> Thirds? Fourth? Midnight pie? Anybody have midnight pie? How many are still full? Um, here's, my, here's my question, though, for Thanksgiving. Is, uh, did you miss the secret to Thanksgiving? And I'm projecting here because um, so much of my life, I just think I missed the whole Thanksgiving deal. And there's a whole secret to this gratitude thing. We're, we're finishing our uh, gratitude intervention series. And there's a secret to this. <clears throat> I just went way past me. I missed it until recently. And part of that is just growing up, the whole thank you deal. Um, you know, when I was a kid, uh, on my birthday or on Christmas, both in December, you know, I, I'd open my presents, I'd go out and play. And I'd be out playing outside with a toy or usually a ball or some sort of sporting equipment. And um, inevitably, if not immediately or indubitably, my mom would come out and say, you've got to write thank you notes to your grandparents. And I'd be like, ah, oh, come on, mom, you know, it's like daylight savings is over, we're losing the light, it's going to be dark. You've got to write grand your grandparents thank you notes. And she was uh, kind of freaking out about the thank you note deal. And that's because her mother, my grandmother, was... Um, she was just a thank you note Nazi. Um, Got to write the thank you note. One year, she didn't get thank you notes from us, and she was, she was going off until my grandpa, her husband, said, uh, Jesse, we did get him. You just didn't see him. But it was like the worst thing. And my grandparents were writing these things. By the way, um, my grandparents were all poor, so their presents were not that great, you know. Um, <laughs> My dad's folks, every year we got the same thing for Christmas, all of us kids, we got a dollar. And that was back when a dollar was not worth very much. And then my mom's folks, their presents were, they were weird. I would have preferred the dollar. But we had to write these thank you notes. It was a big deal. It was, you know, life stopped. They wrote the thank you notes. But then my grandparents died and I was off the hook. So good news. Until I got married. And just a few days after our wedding... We're opening the wedding presents, and Lori's like, I'm going to write thank you notes today. And I'm, hey, it's our honeymoon. She's, I don't care what you do. I'm writing thank you notes. <laughs> and I realized Lori had this uh, thank you note deal inside of her as well. And we had kids, and Lori became very passionate about the kids writing thank you notes. Her grandmother was obsessed with thank you notes. And, you know, for Lori, it was like no food, no uh, playing, no oxygen until those things. It wasn't that bad. I'm, I'm, but I'm just, I was just wondering, what's the deal with, is it old people? Is it grandparents that you can't, like, you can't go another minute without having that thank you? Why, do they, why are they so caught up in the thank you notes deal? And I pronounced an edict um, before we even had grandkids. And none of my grandkids, I don't want a thank you note from any of them for anything, and that edict is still in effect today. You can say thank you, you can give me a high five, but no, I don't want thank you notes, and that's because I didn't get it. I didn't get the secret to gratitude. I just missed it. I, I, I missed the secret to the whole Thanksgiving thing and saying thank you thing, and I want to reveal that to you. Maybe you already know the secret, but I missed it. And I want to look at this one verse in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, that just kind of tells us the secret. 
Paul writes, he says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, in this verse, there's a secret to gratitude. And I, let me back up to a little context. First uh, Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, <clears throat> and we can do this together. There's two verses here that are really easy to memorize. Verse 16 is rejoice always. Say that with me. Rejoice always. Great, you get that one memorized. Good job. How about the second one? Pray continually. You know, there you, you memorized two verses today. You should feel pretty good. So he says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances. He says, this is God's will for you. If you ever wonder, what's God's will for my life? Rejoice always, pray continually. Rejoice always. We start a new series next week called um, Good Tidings of Great Joy, Good News of Great Joy. So it'll be about uh, joy and rejoicing. Uh, but Paul is saying, hey, do this regularly, always, continually, all circumstances. And that raises the question, is it even possible to be thankful for everything? That's what he's saying here. And to be thankful all the time. Now, that's not the secret, but I do want to look at this question for a, just a moment here. Is it possible to be thankful in all circumstances? And for this, I need a little bit of help. I've asked a couple of the leaders here to come and talk about what they were thankful for, something that maybe they didn't realize that they were going to be thankful for. And the first is the birthday boy, Nick Hopkins. It's his birthday today. Let's hear it for, our, for Nick. Come on up. This is his birthday present. You got to preach at the church. So, say a couple minutes. He's got, he's got the 28. He's on the 29th. Do we, do we get any other birthdays? No? Um, so, I'm the youth pastor here at Journey. In addition to that, though, I also work construction uh, to pay the bills and stuff. And in doing that, I get to work with the world's uh, leading scholars in finance and politics. Um, and they have warned me that the market crash of 2008-2010 era is coming back, so beware. Um, but with this question JD has posed in working with these experts, um, I was reflecting on my own experience 10, 12 years ago um, in 2008 with that whole market crash and everything. Um, I grew up in Sisters Heights, that's where my family was living at the time. My dad was a small business owner. Um, it was an electrical company. It was him, and it was a partnership with two other guys. And so that hit them hard. Um, their business already wasn't doing well, so that even made it worse. And um, my dad, being one of the owners, was one of the last guys to take home a paycheck. Um, at least that's the way it was supposed to be. The other two guys were doing some shady stuff. They were taking home money. Uh, my dad, having a house of seven, with an eighth on the way, was getting $600 a month, maybe. Um, and so that was a really rough time for us. Uh, our house, the bank wanted to foreclose on us, so they ended up short-sailing. And we didn't know where we were going to live. Um, but my dad had made a good enough name for himself to where some of his customers who work in, like, real estate and um, property management were like, hey, we got a couple houses out in Elk Grove. Take your choice. It's yours. Um, so at that time, all we could find to be thankful for was the bean and rice burritos lasted five days instead of two like they were supposed to, or the spaghetti, because spaghetti, you know, make a lot of feeds a big family. Um, you know, that lasted like seven days when it was supposed to last five. So at the time, that's all we could find to be thankful for. Um, and then that opportunity to move out here came along, so we had a place to live. Um, and so that's how I ended up here in Elk Grove. 
that's how I ended up at Journey Church. If I wasn't out in Elk Grove, you know, Journey Church isn't a mega church. What if, you know, if you guys haven't noticed that. Um, I would have never known about Journey Church living in Citrus Heights. You know, I had some board of directors from the teen center here for Thanksgiving, that dinner we just put on. They were asking me if Journey Church was a new church. Oh, we've been here for like 20 years. Um, so that's how I ended up at Journey Church. That's how I ended up in this, you know, serving and in this youth pastor position and just seeing, you know, 10 years down the line where my life has ended up. You know, at the time, like I said, I couldn't, I couldn't find anything to be thankful for, but seeing the end product, um, definitely able to look back and be thankful for where God has brought me and my family. They all have their own stories to it and where my God, God has brought my family, um, which got me thinking, maybe that's the secret. I don't know. That, like, maybe because God sees the end and the beginning, and that's why he tells us to be thankful in all circumstances, because he can see it all and we can't. Um, but I don't know. JD's holding us hostage here with what that big secret is. Uh, so you want to bring John up? Yeah. And, and we'll get him. Happy birthday, maybe. by yeah, the way. Thank you. <clears throat> Let, let's hear that secret. Woo. Yes. Happy birthday, Nick. Um, so I'll tell my story. Um, okay. Sorry, I got direction from the back. Uh, so when JD asked me to come up here and say something I was grateful for, I said, absolutely, that's going to be cake. I have hundreds of things that I'm grateful for. Just I can think of a ton of them top, top of my head. But then when I actually sat down and thought about it, um, it was really difficult because there's so many things like narrowed down to one or even just like rank them. And as I went through and thought of all the things that I'm grateful for, I started thinking about why am I grateful for all these things? And I realized I'm grateful for all these things because of Natalie, so because of my wife, right? So I'm grateful for her. Something you have to understand, when we first met, I was not in a good place. I had stopped going to church. Um, I had stopped really caring about a lot of stuff, like going to school. I had stopped caring about it, and I was failing spectacularly, like to the point where I went into a class, and my teacher's like, excuse me, are you in the right class? I'm like, oh, um, yes, I am. Uh, so, and then um, I was working like dead-end jobs, nothing really exciting, and then I met Natalie. And the problem is, where I was in my life when we met, I knew I wanted to you know, I wanted to be with her, but I didn't act like I was, and it seemed like I didn't care, and it got so bad to the point that she called me one day and said, do you even want a girlfriend? Do you want to be with me? And in my infinite wisdom, for the place I was, I said, I don't know. Um, she, she said something along the lines of, well, figure it out, and hung up the phone. Uh, so it took me about the whole of 30 seconds to call her back and say, yes, I do. But that was the first real decision I had made in a long time. Before that, I was just kind of going with the flow, doing whatever. Like, I think the hardest decision I had to make was whether I wanted to go to class the next day or something like that. Um, but then once, once we, I made that real decision and I went all in with her, uh, we started doing so many things I didn't want to do. Uh, she started taking, she started dragging me back to church, which I stopped going, so we started going to church again. She started making me hang out with her family and, like, interact with people um, and get friendly with people and learn how to talk to people again. Uh, and then she would take me to do things and help people that I didn't want to really do. I mean, I complained the whole time. But looking back now, like, I'm grateful for all those things. She helped us to become, to make God the center of our relationship. Like, to the point where we couldn't even live together until we got married. That was a big, like, a big thing for her. She's like, no, we're not going to live together until we're married, which really, like, strengthened our relationship. We also got married at 21, but 
all those things that I have to be grateful for was because of her. They're so, they're numerous and they're unrankable because she was able to do that for me. So I'm definitely grateful for her. I don't know, maybe that's a secret. Maybe just finding someone in your life who will push you and make you, make you better as a better person. Because right now I'm speaking, I'm talking here, I do all the stuff with this church because of her. Because I was not going back to church. I had no reason to. I, I thought nothing was good. So, thanks. All right. Great. Thanks, guys. Both of you got close to the secret. We didn't quite get, uh, get the this, this secret. But Paul says, be thankful all, you know, all the time, all circumstances. Um, you know, back to the, our verse, give thanks in all circumstances. Now, some of you who are pretty good at linguistics and grammar and know what a preposition is, you're going, wait a minute, that's not what he says. He's not saying be thankful for everything. He's saying be thankful in all circumstances, and that's a little bit different. I don't have to be thankful, you know, for the bad stuff. Like he's writing to the, the people in, in uh, Thessalonica, and if you look at the chapter before, it's all about death because Paul had started this church, and immediately there was a riot. He had to leave. The church had to kind of just fend for themselves. This persecution came in. All these people had died, and he's writing them. He's not saying be thankful you know, for these people die, be thankful that in that you know that uh, you know, there's going to be a resurrection and you'll see them again. It's like, you don't, you're not thankful for COVID, but we can be thankful in the whole COVID thing. Some of the good stuff, the, the medical breakthroughs, uh, the fact that we don't have to I maybe mean, go actually into the office as much, that many of us can wear sweatpants to work now, which really helps after Thanksgiving. We don't have to be thankful for yams or sweet potatoes, but you can be thankful that in the yams and the sweet potatoes are all these marshmallows and you can have them. Anyway, but uh, he says, be, be, be a person who gives thanks in all circumstances. And then notice also in the, the whole in thing, uh, we see this in the, this is the verse that Tim started the series with. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Pray, and God will give you this incredible peace. And then he says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. It's God's will that you're thankful, especially those of you who are in Christ Jesus. And like, what does that mean, uh, to be in Christ Jesus? Romans says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You can be thankful for, uh, for the things that are happening. Be thankful in your circumstances because God's not going to condemn you. The world may condemn you. They may say you're the wrong type of person. You know, you've got all these things bad. But no, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. In Romans 8, as it continues, uh, Paul says, We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who are in Christ Jesus, for those who love him. In, in everything. We, we can be thankful in every situation because God's going to work it all out. And he concludes that particular chapter by saying, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, God's going to take care of everything, and you can be thankful in every situation in all circumstances, and that raises, well, how do you get in Christ Jesus? How, how do you get in? 
And that leads us to say it's as simple as ABC. It's as simple as the ABC prayer. And that starts with saying, I admit that I'm out. Do you realize that you're on the outs with God? Now, he didn't, he didn't do anything. Right. God's perfect. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He created you. He loves you. But we're on the outs with God. We are out. Not even three strikes. We all have more than that. But you're out. We are, we're out of line. We're out of bounds. We're out of touch. We're out to lunch. And we're missing out because we're out. You know, you know uh, John talked about just kind of going through the motions. When you go through the motions in life, you're out. We're out of God's will. We're out for all that he has. We're out of heaven. But Jesus died to let us in. Jesus died to open that door and say, hey, come on in. He paid for the penalty for our sins, and he allows us in. We were out. God lets us in, but we have to choose that. We have to choose to live in Christ Jesus. Have you made the choice to be in Christ Jesus, or are you still on the outs? But that leads us to the whole secret, that uh, the third, the C. That is the secret to gratitude, and it's this. Did you miss the secret? I missed this for so long. Here's, here's the secret. Gratitude's a choice. Gratitude is a choice. So often we think gratitude is a feeling. It's an emotion. Well, yes, but that's not the, the basis for gratitude. Thanksgiving is actually a choice. It's a decision. It's, it's, in fact, just look at the whole Thanksgiving Day thing. How did I miss this? How did I miss, you know, the fourth Thursday of every November, we're going to be grateful. Well, how do you know? Because gratitude is not a feeling. It's a decision. It's a choice. You know, the history of Thanksgiving, you got the, the pilgrims who'd lost half their people. And, and you got these Native Americans who realized, boy, this isn't going to turn out very well for us. 400 years ago, 1621, they come together and they make a choice to be grateful, to be thankful. You know, Thanksgiving became a uh, national holiday in 1863, Abraham Lincoln declared it a national holiday. In 1863, those of you who are good at history know, 1863, we were in the middle of the Civil War. And he said, we're going to be thankful and have a Thanksgiving day because it's a choice. It's not an emotion. Emotions come and go. And then it, it became the, the, the day, the fourth Thursday in November, that was declared in 1933, right in the middle of the Great Depression. Because Thanksgiving, it's a choice. Gratitude is not necessarily, you know, emotions come and go. You can feel ecstatic, depressed, excited, angry, ticked off, bored, happy, all of that in like uh, an overtime period of the Sacramento Kings. It's just up and down and up and down and up and down, right? But gratitude is a decision. It's a choice. It's a healthy choice. It's healthy for you. It's healthy for everybody around you. We've seen that in this whole series. The healthiest thing you can do is to be a grateful person. It's a choice. It's a, 
It's a discipline and it's a habit. And that is why we as parents train our kids. When our kids were born, I was there for all four of their births. When our grandkids were born, and I was in the hospital waiting, going in like an hour, a couple hours after each of them. None of them said, uh, hey, thanks, Mom. Appreciate it. Thanks for giving up your body for the last nine months for me. Thank you for all. No. You have to train the kids. It's a choice. That's why we, we train our kids. And that's why grandparents train their kids and their grandkids to write thank you notes because they know it's a habit and then if you get in the habit maybe later on in life you won't be somebody who's entitled you won't be somebody who's anxious you won't be somebody who's just living for yourself gratitude is a choice it's the healthy choice and it's like, oh, how did I miss that? How did I think that Thanksgiving was about turkey? How did I think that Thanksgiving was about me? We missed it. We've missed it. Gratitude is a choice. I got a quote here from the theologian Henry Newman. He says, gratitude is a discipline, as a discipline involves a conscious choice. I can choose to be grateful even when my emotions and feelings are still steeped in hurt and resentment. It's amazing how many occasions present themselves in which I can choose gratitude instead of a complaint. I can choose to be grateful when I'm criticized, even when my heart still responds in bitterness. I can choose to speak about goodness and beauty, even when my inner eye still looks for someone to accuse or something to call ugly. We are living in a time of just unprecedented bitterness, complaints, and just garbage. And as Christians, we can get to what Paul says, hey, rejoice always, pray continually, be thankful in every situation, because that's the choice. Have you made that choice? Let me get to the big challenge. Um, this is something I've been, I've been doing the last two, three years. Um, my prayer time, I read through the uh, church reading plan. And we're doing, uh, what, Revelation right now. I read through that, and then I work through my prayer list. You're on it. Some of you are on it specifically by name, but all of you, I pray for you again. And then I get on my knees, just remind me I'm praying to God. And then I, I sit, and years ago somebody said, sit for 15 minutes and just do nothing, wait for God to show up. And I tried that for a while, 15 minutes was way too long. I tried for five minutes, way too long. I did three minutes. But I don't even, what I start with when I sit there is I just try to go through 10 things I'm thankful for. Just It could be little things. It's like, that. thank you for the, the cherry pie we had. Thank you for the beauty of the day. Thank you that I have this office. Just reorienting my life. I, I thank God, and then I confess my sins, and I confess who I need to forgive, and then I give God about a minute to speak to me because that's about my attention span. But I've noticed... If I pause every day and just work through 10 things I'm thankful for, that, that changes everything. And I can do that no matter how difficult life is at that time because gratitude is a choice. Here's the, here's the big challenge. Choose to identify 10 things you're thankful for. See how many days you can do that this week. Just, just you know, sit down. It shouldn't take you more than a minute or so. What am I thankful for? I'm thankful for my wife. I'm thankful that we moved to Elk Grove. I'm thankful for that Journey Church. I'm thankful for these things. Here's the thing, gratitude's a choice, have you made the choice? You can go through life grumpy, griping, griping and grunting your whole life, or you can go through with gratitude.
You can be um, Debbie Downer or Gary Grateful. You can choose. Right? Gratitude is a choice. Before we pray, we're, I just want to set up. We're going to go right into um, the communion table. And this is where we pause and remember, and we pause and we thank Jesus for what he's done for us. And he said, I want you to do this. As often as you do this, I want you to do this in remembrance of me. Let's thank Jesus that he gave his body for us. He paid the penalty. He shed his blood for us, and his blood covers us so that we can be in. And as we prepare for Thanksgiving, I just want to encourage you, the band's going to going to play a song. The um, elements are where they're in the back. Is that right? Yeah. In the back. But you might want to take a minute, just maybe you can't get to 10 things, but maybe two, three, four things that you're grateful for. That's a choice. Let me pray for us. God, we come to you and we thank you that you give us choices in life. You give us commands, but you also give us a choice. And uh, we come, we admit, we're out. We believe we can be in because of Jesus. And today, we choose to follow you. We choose to live the life of those who are in Christ Jesus. And God, my prayer for us is that we would be people. In the midst of all the complaining that's out in the world and the, the accusations out there, that we would be people who choose to be grateful. You command us, pray continually rejoice always in everything give thanks but god we want to obey that command and we want to be grateful people god as we come to this communion table we thank you that jesus shed his body and his blood for us and god we ask you to just help us remember all that you've done in jesus name we pray amen